happy National Chicken Wing Day. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. That's so mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Five free wings at Wingstop. Oh man, I started Whole30 on Monday. Ooh, better start it next Monday. <laughs> I kind of broke it yesterday, but I mean, yesterday was a little rough, so that's you okay. You deserve whatever you need to make you feel better on rough days. Yeah, I'm calling it Whole30-ish. Like, I like when, that, Whole30-ish. Yeah, I went and got Mexican food last night, so. Um, worth it. That would be so worth it. So worth it. Yeah, Kendra and I are uh, definitely getting wings today. 100. I mean, wings have always been my favorite food. So it's just like this day is a holiday for me. Yeah, are you going to get ones with buffalo sauce? Is it even a question? Is it even a question? (laughs) People of the podcast world, let me just tell you that when I lived with Laura for a year and a half, she used to pour buffalo sauce on her plate and then lick it with her fingers. Yep. A little you more sanitary about it now, but... You uh, want the world to know that? I'm here for it because there are other people that do the same thing with their sauce and they deserve to feel normal. <laughs> Occasionally when I'm like really craving cane sauce, so... I mean, how could you... Oh, cane sauce is so good. Um, But that's not why we're here, although I guess it could be. I'm all for a chicken wing episode. Don't get me wrong. Um, We're here to talk about the Enneagram 2s. Woohoo! Which is my family of people. That's you. I'm so ready to be roasted by this intro. Tell me all the things that are wrong with me. (laughs) Okay, so you ready? Let's do it. Tell us okay, so the type twos are called the helpers. Their basic fear is of being unwanted, unworthy of being unloved. How does that make you feel? Oh, it hurts, but it, it's a good hurt. <laughs> it's like working out. It's like a good sore. Yeah. Their basic desire is to feel loved, and their deadly sin is pride, um, which is super interesting. Every single time I talk to a two, they're like, I was so confused when I heard that the deadly sin was pride. Um, and it's kind of like the um, one's deadly sin is anger. Um, and so it's kind of a little bit of a backward thing. Yeah. So basically the pride that the, the twos experience is not like prideful that they are the best. Um, it's like prideful that they don't need to take care of themselves. They don't need to... Um, ask for help because they'll, they'll get it. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like an opposite pride. It's very yes. anti-pride. Yeah, anti-pride. Um, it was kind of like, I learned about pride in regards to like talking to God, um, of like, it was very, it's like a reverse pride. Um, so basically we were talking about like, Oh, God can't heal that. Well, why are you so prideful to think that God can't do that? Like, Ugh. that makes you so special that you're the exception to the rule. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the news everyday life. Yeah, but yeah, it is. <laughs> How you feeling? Um, like, literally have an encyclopedia of all those moments where I've had to tell myself, you're not that important. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> Like, they're not thinking about you. They, they don't care what you think. You're not that important. <laughs> okay, but I'm a four and I feel the same way. <laughs> Thank God. 
Someone gets it. That's from all my years of being an unhealthy four, which is the healthy side that two goes to. So um, the health point or the heart point for a type two is to the type four. So when Laura is acting really healthy, she acts like me. When I'm acting really unhealthy, I act like the unhealthy side of her. It's a great mix. It's It's so so fun. And then when Laura is acting or any type two is acting a little unhealthy, they go to their stress point, which is the type eight, Uh which stems from Laura's fear of eights. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when I blow up, I blow up. Happened a few months ago. So, okay. Yeah. What else do you want to know? Um, let's talk about, um, I mean, shoot, I guess for me, it's like, I already know these things, so it's, it's easy, but, um, (laughs) like, let me just tell you about myself. Um, okay. So we talked about healthy versus unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, what do twos bring to the table? So twos are empathetic and sincere. They have a strong awareness of others' feelings and can easily jump into action to help others. Um, My kind of explanation of a two is that if you walk into a room and a two is there, they can literally point to people and be like, they're feeling this way. They're feeling this way. They're feeling this way. This is how I'm going to help this person. This is how I'm going to help this person, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Pretty Um, they feed off of the feeling of being needed. So that is like a huge desire for them. Um, And when they help others, they have this conscious or subconscious, depending on how healthy they are, um, they have the expectation that they will be paid back in full, kind of like a positive eye for an eye. Um, So they accept you just as you are. They have no judgment. So that is really helpful. Um, And they are externally cheerful because they don't believe that others will be for their be there for them if they are not constantly happy. How do you feel? <laughs> I've got like that uh, straight though. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You want me to keep going? Keep going. Okay. So twos bring to the world. They are so helpful. They're so great at making people feel safe and comfortable. They're always there to help and they will step in wherever you need them. And so like, you kind of want to, you kind of want to at your side. Like if you have a family member that's sick, they will show up with casseroles. They will show up and do the dishes or do the laundry. Like they are going to step right in and take care of everything that's not getting done when you're in pain. Um, and so they're super helpful. You just have to make sure that they're in a healthy mindset because if not, they're going to expect that you pay that back. Mm. Um, not, not almost not consciously um, most of the time they're not just outright manipulators um a lot of times unconsciously um that way basically yeah anything else about twos that you would like to share with us so I talked a lot about those healthy twos so they make their own needs and feelings um known without fear of losing relationships and they have really good boundaries Mm -hmm. Um, the average health twos, um, they're fearful of expressing their own wants and needs at the risk that it will threaten their stability of their relationships. Um, they typically expect kind of like what I mentioned, 
consciously or subconsciously something in return for their actions. Um, and they have poor boundaries and know themselves through relationships with others. The unhealthy twos, it's always really tough to hear the unhealthy ones because it's like so far down the totem pole. Um, they are codependent in their desire to be loved. They will accept appreciation, neediness, companionship, and sometimes even abusive acts of love as love. They try to earn love by meeting others' needs. So that is in their way, it's like earning love. Um, and so it's really interesting hearing about the two um, because like, especially as women in the South, Christian women in the South, that is the most mistyped number for Christian women um, because it's it's the desire to be a helper. Um, it's the desire to serve others. And generally that's not exactly what we're doing. We all have a different right. motive, um, but it is commonly like I was mistyped as a two. I have tons of friends that were mistyped as a two, um, but they're actually very rare. Um, but you'll see a lot, especially in the South, especially in the Christian community, you will see a lot of twos. Mm-hmm. Especially with that expectation that the woman should be um, helping, should be doing the cooking, should be running the household. It's like almost ingrained in Southern women that this is your role. This is who you are. But the difference, like you said, is that core motivation, which is the point of the Enneagram, right? Like, I didn't necessarily want to be a two. I'm not against being a two, but hearing that I'm afraid of not being loved, I'm just like, punch me in the gut a little bit harder because you're right. Yeah. I even had a friend um, the other day who like, she, she is so wise. um, And she was like, I feel like all of us should have a little bit of two in us because that's how we, that's how we're supposed to love like Jesus. And I was like, that makes me so nervous because that's, that's not our, like, we are serving like Jesus. And, um, that's like a big thing. I've heard people are like, what, what Enneagram type was Jesus? And I was like, Jesus didn't have an Enneagram type. What? what? Um, yeah. He didn't have one. He was perfect. He didn't have any childhood trauma that he like no. countered for to like have specific motivations. His motivation was to serve the kingdom and not serving to be loved. He was just serving. Right. He um, wasn't trying to gain anything from it. It's just, yeah, he was. exactly. And so I like, yeah, I, I read that and I was like, Oh man, I can see where you're coming from. But like moving towards Jesus, like that's, that's why we have the eating gram is to move out of the box that we put ourselves in. Yeah. Um, and was, that's the box they put themselves in is the desire to feel loved. Yes. Okay. Well, that's all super good information. I don't want to say too much because I know we'll talk about it with our guest, Anna. Um, but I'm pumped for this conversation. I love comparing. Well, super excited. I love self-growth. Um, okay. Let's bring her in. Perfect. Welcome, Anna, to P for Podcast. Yay! Hi! We're so happy to have you. Anna has been a friend of mine. I mean, how long now? A very oh, long time. Yeah, like high school. Yeah, <laughs> high school. And that was a ways that past now. Um, Anna <laughs> has been... 
we actually just got back in touch like recently, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Lauren, one of our mutual friends and Sierra and a bunch of other people is, which is awesome. Anna was actually at my proposal. She took the photos which I love that. Isn't that so fun? And she did such a great job. I still look at those pictures to this day. Um, and Anna is just a wonderful photographer. So we'll make sure to share her photography Instagram account in the show notes because she deserves all the love. Uh, so Thank you. I know I feel, as a two, you're probably like, I didn't even ask you to do that. You're doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes, Anna is a two, which is probably why we've always gotten along so well. And this Love is the, my first, the first time, Anna, that we have had, so all the other types, no one is friends with their type. Mm -mm. So this is like the first time that we've had that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I know, pretty awesome. But let's dive into this. Anna, tell us who you are, what you do, and something that you collect. Okay, so my name's Anna. Um, I am a middle school language arts teacher. So love my little babies. Love. Um, period promise. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm sorry. Don't be. Um, and then something that I collect is, this is really weird, but I collect like all the cards that have ever been given to me. I keep all of them like together and like, yeah. So I have all the cards that have ever been given to me. <laughs> Good for you. So I've started to get better about keeping the cards I get. I typically, sorry to anyone that's ever given me a card, I typically throw them away because I don't like to keep, I don't like let myself get emotionally attached to things. So I'm like, get it out, just throw it away. I'm just going to yeah. collect dust. But my mother's the opposite. Sorry, mom, I know you're listening. She doesn't <laughs> like to throw things away as much. Megan, do you throw things away? Or do you keep um, I keep a lot of my cards. It depends on who gives them to me. Like if my yes. grandmother mails them to me, then I keep most of those. Like I have one she mailed and like she perfectly timed it. So it showed up on my first day of college. Oh, um, and so I have that one. Um, cause it's like, a, it's not even like a, it's like a tag that she wrote on. It's beautiful. Um, and I have some random, I actually found some when I was moving um, and one, like my dad wrote for me for Christmas and I was like crying. It was so sweet. Um, I'll, actually a lot of them, I started taking pictures of them and just like storing the pictures. That's a good um, idea. I really wasn't sure what to do. With, like some people give me like those fat cards. Um, I wasn't yeah. sure what to do with those. And so I took pictures of them to keep them. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also, I just want people to know this. I, I saw, I see that your hair is braided. Anna, Anna is the queen of braiding hair. Oh my gosh. In high school yearbook, we would just sit in the back room and she would just play with and braid my hair. That's probably why I loved you so much. Cause I just love my hair being played with anyways, that doesn't matter, but it matters to me. Um, okay. Let's talk about the Enneagram. Here we go. Anna, how did you discover that you were a two? Okay, so I started seeing all these like Instagram posts of like of the numbers and stuff. And then one of my group messages, it was super late at night. I was laying in bed, like almost asleep and was blowing up. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> and they were like, you have to take the test. You have to take the test. And then they were talking about everyone's numbers and like, did they agree or disagree? And, and so I like went and I was like, which one do I take? And they were like, here's one. And so I went and I took it and it said it too. And I was reading about it. I was like, 
why is this me? Like, <laughs> this is literally me. And yeah. so um, that's kind of like how I discovered it. And then what was the process like? It was, I mean, I was like, can this quiz get any longer? But at the same time, yes. like I appreciated it because it like really matched me. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I feel like everyone discovers their Enneagram type via late night conversation or spontaneously. There's no like intentional moment of Enneagram. It's always random. Yeah. Oh, no. Especially when Megan's concerned. <laughs> Stranger my, on the street. My discovering was intentional. Like yes. I was like, this is a word that people keep posting on the internet. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I started to dive into it and I re- listened to a bunch of podcasts and stuff. Um, but then pretty much everyone else, I was like, have you heard of the Enneagram? No? Okay, you're taking the test right now. Like, right now. Yes, in jalapeno tree, um, which is what happened to me. Uh, so when you figured out you were a two, Anna, and that's awesome that you figured it out right from the start. I went through like several shocks of who I was in the Enneagram before I figured out I was a two. Uh, how did you feel? Were you like, oh, yes, a two? Were you like, oh, man, that's what I am? I'm a two? <laughs> um. I will say when I saw like the negative things, I was like, dang it. Like I'm a two, like, why is this so true to me? But then I was looking at like the positive side and like all other ones was like, yeah, this is true. Like I will do this. Like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, okay, it stinks that like, this is who you are negatively, but like positively. Yes. Like you got this and we're going to focus on the positive. So that's where we were. Yes. Yeah, the negatives, it's like, why do I care what people think so much? Yes. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. And that's like a daily reminder is don't care what people think about you. But as a two, it's so hard to not care. Yes. And you're like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be flawless. I'm going to be fierce. Like, we're going to own it and we're going to rock it. And honestly, like, when I took the test, I want to say it was like, early like start start of teaching or like before I started teaching mm-hmm. and since I started teaching I've really been like you know what who cares like I'm gonna do what's best for my kids and I'm gonna make it rock and so I think that's really helped my tuness too so like I'm not um so much so like dependent on like okay is this okay what do people think is this gonna be am I gonna run people wrong like yeah you know what it's okay oh my gosh this is oh it's like just talking to myself. I love this. Um, also, I got to say, we've discovered that majority of our guests are teachers because teachers just care about themselves in terms of growth. And so shout out to our teachers. Literally had this conversation with Megan on the phone last night. I um, appreciate that. Technically, not really a teacher, but kind of. You work, in, you work with children. I work with children. Um, yeah, we, a bunch of our teachers were like all in like our upper, we call it upper a hall because like we're all in a hall of the school. And, um, we all were like, we need to make everyone, all the teachers take this. So we know how to relate to one another. Um, cause there's a couple teachers where we're like, I can't tell if you don't like me or if it's just like your personality. And so like, (laughs) it was a struggle for me my first year because I really wanted everyone to like me. 
And I then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Do the best thing for your kids and they're going to have to respect you. And respect is better than like. So. Ooh, I yeah. like that. I like that. Respect is better than being liked. You right. You yeah. right. Had to grow. <laughs> Gotta love that journey. We love a self-growth journey. I'm still working on that because I've only been at my school for two months. So, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so let's talk about conflict, which can go very different ways for twos. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you respond to conflict? I try to avoid it and make (laughs) the person happy. Yeah. If it's like unavoidable, then I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, like I'll just take care of it. And so I don't do conflict. (laughs) Yeah. And if someone comes to you with conflict and you're not expecting it, how do you react to that? Um, I'm also a processor too. So like when, yes. So when they come at me, I'm just like, okay. Like, and I just like take it in and I like internalize it for a little bit and let it kind of eat me. And then I'm like, okay, how are we going to fix it? And then we go from there. But whenever I can tell that there are, like, conflicts coming ahead, I always am like, okay, what can I do to, like, fix it? Like, what's going on? How can I help you? Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> things like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, Two things. <laughs> and so I, that's how I approach things. So then that way conflict doesn't arise. But, like, when it does arise, I'm like, okay, let me let me internalize this for a little bit. And then, like make it better but yeah. I don't know yeah yeah definitely I like I will embrace conflict if I need to especially with my family if they send something that I'm like excuse me what I immediately pick up my phone and call them but like if it's a surprise I'm like whoa um you need to give me a minute I need to think about this like in my relationship Alex has had to learn to just let me sit there for a second and he has to like he he hates that so much but that's part of being a two right like you you have to think about it you want to say the right things you want to try to come up with a game plan it's all these things and so for those that's our advice is if you love a two let us process let us think about it I promise we'll probably not even be mad by the time we're done processing yes (laughs) Because then it always turns back to, okay, what did I do for it to get to this point? Or like, how can I fix it so we don't get to this point again? Yes. So it's not like, I'm mad at you. It's more like, okay, let me see how can I fix this? And like, what is the best plan so it doesn't happen again and we don't have to have conflict because I don't like it. <laughs> right. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, Megan's like, that's not what I do. <laughs> Can't wait to get to fours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Megan, you want to jump in? Yes. Okay. So both of you, maybe I'll just interview both of you since y'all are the twos. Um, What has quarantine been like? Um, So for me, quarantine was a little bit of a struggle. But at the same time, I... So I live by myself, like with my dog and stuff. But then my sister and brother-in-law lived like 10 minutes down the road and my sis- and with their son. And they're like, hey, come quarantine with us. And so I went and quarantined and it actually worked out. So like we all three work for the school district um, in different roles. So like 
we kind of took shifts, like taking care of my nephew, who's two and a half, um, while we all were doing like our school thing and stuff. So like, I still got to have my two like socialness cause I was around people. And then I also got my two like helping because I got to help with my nephew. But at the same time, it was a struggle cause I'm very much a people person. Yes. It's yeah. hard to not be around your people. I've kind of gotten to the point now since I've been, I haven't been working since like April 7th, right? That's a really long time. It's gotten to the point, this is kind of deep, but it's like, I don't have a place in this world. I'm not contributing to society. And it's like, that's the next step in my to growth is just, okay, you are, this is, these are the cards you've been dealt. You didn't choose this for yourself. And it's like, I feel like being a two is all, honestly, always having to give yourself a pep talk. Yes. Yeah, I had many little identity crises. So don't worry, Laura, you're you're there too. I was there with you. Megan's laughing because she knows it's true. I mean, I know it's true, but also like I connect to y'all. So I had many existential crises. crises. Megan and I gave each other pep talks all the time. It could be 1 a.m. It could be 7 a.m. And we need a pep talk and we'll do it. Yeah. She did it last night for me. Last night. (laughs) I will say, I feel like twos are like professional hype people because they're really good at hyping people up. Yes. I literally had a friend tell me the other day, uh, Laura, you just love to empower women. You're so good at that. I'm like, because they deserve it. They should mm-hmm. be empowered. Oh my gosh. That is so true, Anna. Yes. I mean, the hype people you want on your team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll Yes. So when you've okay. got like twos in a room, mm-hmm. we're all like, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. You're the greatest. Yes. So speaking of that, you love to give pep talks. You love to hype people up. How do you like to get, how else do you like to give love? Access service. Yeah. And quality time. Those are like my top ones. Those are my top ones as well. Yeah. I feel like we should like look into how the love languages correlate with each Enneagram type. Yeah, they probably match a decent Probably. Amount. That would be very interesting to look into. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do some research. We'll see. But of course, acts of service for twos. I'm sure every yeah. team can agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you like to receive love? Because that's difficult for you. Yes. Um, so... I'm really bad at taking compliments and stuff. I think that's why I collect cards is because then I get the words of affirmation. And so I feel validated because I'm getting those other people's opinions. But at the same time, I don't like compliment. Like I'm really bad at receiving compliments. Like I like them, but like, I don't really like them. Cause I'm like, I'm awkward. Like, I don't know what to do. Don't look at me. Um, but at the same time, like it helps because then I have like, I can go back to it when I feel those moments of like, I need that self-confidence boosting type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but very much like the acts of service back. So like you, you realizing like I need the help too. It's not just one-sided. Yeah. And quality. <laughs> Mind giving out or the same coming back in. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's almost unfair because I want you to read my mind and understand that I want this to be done for me, but I don't want to tell you because I would do it for you without you asking me. So I want you to do the same for me, (laughs) which is so manipulative when we're unhealthy, but like it's having expectations for people without telling them you have expectations. (laughs) 
And so it's like when someone just does something for me or like they bring me Starbucks. So like one time Megan Venmoed me $5 and was like, go get yourself a taco or Starbucks. And I was like, it literally made my week that someone took the time to think of me. Be like, I bet you need this. Here you go. Yes. So that's, that's how we like to give love or receive love. I should say is do think getting things without having to tell you we need them, which again can be really unfair but that's just the way our minds work. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Good times. 100%. It is really rough. Yes, sorry to everybody. <laughs> I've had these conversations with many people. Be like, this is why I do this. I don't expect you to read my mind, but also read it. <laughs> yeah, like, please just, like, take what's in my brain. and Yeah. Just, like, have it. Yeah. And twos are bad. Like once, if you don't meet those expectations, we will sulk and be mad at you. And you have no idea why. Just like, sorry. Yeah, I had to really work on that. And yeah. like the professional world too is because yeah. like, I helped you. I want you to help me back. But then it was also the kind of thing like, you know what? At the same time, it's not their job. You yeah. offered out of the kindness of your heart. Like, and so, like, having that, like, reflective side, we focus a lot of that on, like, our reading and, like, that kind of stuff in, our, in my class. And so, I had to really, like, reflect on my life, like, in general. Mm-hmm. And be like, okay, that's not fair. You can't do that to people. You need to communicate yourself. Yes. It's really tough. It's really tough. It will always be tough. That'll be an ongoing battle. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm relating to that. Because, like, I'm a four, so when I'm acting unhealthy, I act like an unhealthy two, and I full-on did that last night. Like, I, like, multiple times last night, I was like, I'm mad at someone, so I'm going to sulk, and I'm not going to talk about it. Like, not going to tell them, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm mad at them, so. I'm mad at them, so I'm just going to hide. It's kind of ironic. We're such like problem solvers and doers, but when it comes to our own anger, we're like, no, Mm-mm. we don't want to accept it. No, like, not right. you're so right. If I don't accept it, then it's not real. Yeah, like exactly. Denial, mm-hmm. major denial. Deny, deny, deny. My dog. I do it with her all the time. Like. I'll like do something sweet and like I'll have a bad day and I'll be sitting there and I'll like sigh really hard because you know like when she sighs you like give them attention I'll sigh really hard and then she'll just be like and then like walk away and I'm like I was very hateful like no I don't really love right now do you ever put your dog's needs above your own <laughs> yes it'll be like 2 p.m I haven't eaten lunch but Harley's laying on me and he's so comfortable I'm like well I can't move because that's inconvenient to my dog. <laughs> so much. <laughs> no face calling, <No>. Megan. <laughs> I was in trainings like earlier in July and Poppy was getting really annoyed and wanted to take a nap. And like, I normally have her out in my like living room, like kitchen area where I am. Well, I then felt bad because she was getting annoyed and was wanting to take a nap. And the lady was being really loud on the Zoom call. And so I opened my bedroom and I like let her go sleep on my bed because I felt bad for her. (laughs) Oh my goodness. 
oh why are we like this (laughs) so good (laughs) and so bad at the same time uh yeah classic classic too okay so speaking into that what is something you wish everyone else knew about your type (laughs) putting your dogs over yourself yes um what do I wish they knew I had an answer for this um (laughs) oh when like you come to us from help for help like saying no is like impossible because you're coming in a state of need and like I want your needs to be met because I want you to be happy and I want you to feel like whole Mm -hmm. and so in a way, like, I'm not trying to make, make you feel guilty for coming to me for, like, asking for help. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to say no to you, even if I have nine trillion things on my list, because I want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. It's like, if you're coming to, and maybe you don't even know there are two, but if you're coming to someone and you know they're going to say yes, and you know it's just a task that you just don't feel like doing... I think really like those people to check your heart a little bit because it's unfair to ask people that will not say no to you to do everything for you. And that's when it too becomes unhealthy because we get spiteful and we're like, you're just taking advantage of me. And then we blow up and become eights. So it's like, okay, if, if know that if you're going to do that, you're going to walk a fine line, especially if you, you're not that nice of a person. Like, it's so much easier to help people that are deserving of it. Because honestly, I feel like as twos, we kind of internalize who is deserving of our help more than others. And like, like if Megan or you, Anna, if one of you were like, hey, I am really going through something. I need someone to be with me. And it's like 2 a.m. I will stop what I'm doing and we'll drive to your house. I will put pants yeah. on for you. Like it's, it, but if it's somebody that I don't really like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So if you've done it too wrong, we will remember it. I guess all that to be said. Yeah. Trying to try, I had to like really work on like deserving of like help and stuff. Like that's something that I've really had to work on because I'm like, you don't have the right to judge. But at the same time, I'm like, but they've wronged me. Like, yeah. and so it's like my way of like, okay, if I help them, then this is my way of accepting like and moving on. And so mm-hmm. having to do that is really, it's like growth, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to kind of be on guard. Cause like they can come at me again for, for helping yeah. or not helping the right way or whatever. Right. It may be. I think the other thing would just be if a two has told you what they need, listen because that is like a golden nugget of rareness right like if I don't even know an example but like let's say okay I do have one so on the weekends Alex takes Harley out for me because I was worried he was gonna wake up when I said the word out it's a it's a word for him and he thinks we're going outside anyways um he does that for me because he knows that helps me and I don't even have to ask and it's just a task that he knows that needs to be done but isn't my favorite task because it's annoying to have to walk around all this construction over here but he does it because he loves me and he knows that'll benefit me so once a two has told you something that they need especially if it's a repeat just do it 
And if we have to, if we feel like we have to nudge you, that's when we get mad. <laughs> Cause it's like, we've told you, this is what we need. And that we don't do that very often. So just do it. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Yep. And we don't tell other people our needs very often. So like you mm-hmm. have to be pretty much in our inner circle to be able to get that. And so yeah. it's the kind of thing like, consider yourself lucky, even though we're telling you a need, but at the same time, like consider yourself lucky. Cause we don't trust that. Like we can't, we're not like wonder woman, for example, by ourselves. That would be nice. Yeah. I remember, um, in college, I don't remember when it was, um, but at one point Laura texted me at like two or three in the morning and she was like, I really need to talk to you. Um, and there are very few people that I will get up for at two or three in the morning. And at the time we lived in the same house. So we, I just had to go downstairs. Um, but there are very few people. And, but when she, when she texted me, I was like, Oh, I need to go downstairs right now. Like, um, and that was kind of like one, I need to be there for my friend Two, I am in some sort of circle now, like, because I have been requested to be there. Like, and so that was like kind of because it takes Laura a long time um, to request for help. And so when she does like call me for help, I'm like, I got you. Like, let's go. Yep. And once you've made that trust with the two, oh my gosh, I feel like that friendship is forever. It's like, I feel like twos almost have friend sized holes in their hearts. And they just want to fill them. And once they have been filled, you are ingrained. So knowing that Megan would do these things for me, she's there. She's got a permanent residence. She owns property in the heart of Laura. So it's like, just, yes, it's just keep that in mind. Once a two trusts you, oh my gosh, it, 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 it means the world to them. Truly it does. So it should mean the world to you. You're in there forever. Yeah, you really are. Okay. So what is your favorite thing about being your type? I really like when I help someone and like the joy that it brings them or like the relief or like the positivity that radiates out of them. That's like my favorite thing because then it like is like almost like job well done. Like they don't have to say thank you or whatever. Like that's fine. It's the positivity that comes from it is what is my favorite thing because I like making people happy. Yeah, definitely. I think my favorite thing is also my least favorite thing. I love to be able to like read a person emotionally, um, which can sometimes be overwhelming, especially when the world is in the condition that it is right now. It's really overwhelming to feel all the feelings of everybody else so deeply. But it's also the best thing because you can really learn how to love your people and you can always tell when something's wrong. And I think that is so valuable in a friendship. So that's my favorite thing while also being my least favorite thing. Yes. Taking on those emotions of others because then you can relate to them and that like empathy is really there. Yeah. Um, 10 times stronger. Yes. Now that you say that, I really like that too. I actually really like being a two, even though we have some like, negative qualities I still really like being a two I know sometimes I wish I was a seven or like a nine but I'm good with being a two Mm -hmm. okay so we're coming to the end of it do you have any advice for people who might be friends or who might love a two I feel like we kind of covered it a little bit just 
understanding that twos want the best for you. So if you want the best for them in return, we'll be eternally grateful. And I think just letting us be vulnerable and communicate is really big too. Um, and process. Let us be able to process. Yes. I, I know it's hard to love a two because if you don't have empathy, you just cannot understand what our heads are like because it's just like filled with the emotions of people. And it's, it's hard sometimes, but it really is a blessing. Yes. So. Like when I make a decision, I, I weigh like between, okay, how is this going to make this person feel or this person or like what emotions will this evoke? Like, I try to think big picture and then I also think like in terms of everyday life and that kind yeah. of stuff. So that's also why I'm indecisive. So I've decided. <laughs> so don't hate on my indecisiveness is what I tell people because it's, I have to think about all of these things and I don't want anyone to feel like their needs aren't being met. Yes, no. definitely. Anna, what's your wing? I'm a wing three. I just took the wing test, like one, a test where it actually gave you your wings. And I got that. I took that yesterday because I was like, what is my wing? And so it ended up being like the hostess is what it told me. Okay. Yeah. They all have their own names. Love it. Yeah. yeah I have a three wing two. Well, I'm a two wing. That sounded weird. I'm a two wing three. <laughs> yeah. So we're the same, Laura. Yes. Yes. Which, honestly, being able to, like, take on the chameleon side of ourselves is so helpful with reading emotions. Yes. It's awesome. It's you. It does benefit us, which yes. means can achieve the level of help. So it's, like, the perfect combination. Yes, 100%. And helper. As long as you stay healthy. Ain't that the truth? And I can always tell when I'm going unhealthy. I don't know if you can tell, Anna, but I always know when I'm slipping into a bad headspace. Yes, 100%. I just kind of like feel it. And then I also like look around my life and I'm like, yeah, it, my life reflects this right now. Like, yes, I've been stressed the past week and my room is a mess. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> Cleaning it today. That's for sure. I can relate to that. I love that. Yes. Okay. Well, anything else the twos want to share? I think we've covered it. We got it. We want to help you. That's the big thing. Like it's called the helper because we really do want to help you. Like it's from a genuine place of wanting to help you. It's not. Yeah. Yep. Megan, anything else you want to know? I mean, I've known you for three years, four. Longer. Longer. Like, like six five years. or six years. Yeah. Years. Never mind. I completely lost. <laughs> I have no idea what year it is now. Um, <laughs> Man, it has been a whirlwind of learning. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it also is so funny because it calls me out because it's all my unhealthy stuff. Yep. Um, so it's a super funny but painful thing to learn about. Gotta love it. So fun. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I know. We said we were going to sit down and talk about two-ness and we got to do it sooner than I thought. No, I was so excited. You texted me and I was like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> I'm, I don't feel qualified. So qualified. Not qualified for this. <laughs> yes, choose our happy, social, loving people. So hopefully that was 
seen through this conversation with Anna today. I'm sure it was, but thank you so much, Anna, for coming on. We'll make sure we share your um, Instagram for your photography. She's wonderful. Anna did a friend photo shoot for us not too long ago. Loved it. Oh, fun. Yes, to celebrate uh, my longtime best friend and best friend of many, Lauren, becoming a doctor. She did a friendship photo shoot for us, which was a lot of fun, despite how hot it was. That's so fun. I love it. Now that. I know do sunset. It's a lot better. Blessings. There's your inside look into the heart and mind of an Enneagram 2. And boy, do we have big hearts and a lot of love to give. And we love to give it, which is fun. And I really enjoyed getting to talk to Anna today. She's one of the sweetest people I have ever met. And having her in my corner is such a blessing. And for my fellow Enneagram 2s, I just encourage you to remember, you are not loved for what you do or for how you say things or for saying the right things. You are loved for your heart and God loves you no matter what. You don't have to earn that. That is yours for the taking. So just try to remember that it's not about what you do, but who you are and your heart is pure gold, my friend. Next week, we have the Enneagram 3s, our achievers, and man, are they good at everything. And so this podcast is going to be so good. I cannot wait for you guys to listen. And in the meantime, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at P4Podcast. And make sure you follow Megan's Instagram account, the Monday Co underscore, which we will share on our show notes. Thanks, guys, and have a great rest of your week.